Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. The Soul of Business with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. And welcome to the Workday Afternoon's Soul of Business on Money FM 89.3. I'm Melissa Hyak. Now, since the National Monuments Fund was launched 13 years ago, the scheme has grown and evolved to better serve Singapore's changing needs of our national monuments and their owners and occupiers. To talk more about this effort to protect and future-proof Singapore's heritage, we're joined by Wan Pao Jian, architectural consultant of preservation of sites and monuments at the National Heritage. Board. Bao Jian, welcome to the show. Hi, Melissa. Hi, just call me PC. Okay, yeah, okay, PC. Yeah. All right, okay. Um, now, this year, uh, I, I understand, marks 50 years of preservation of sites and monuments. What would you consider are the significant milestones in the past half century for, for preservation in Singapore? So, as you said, um, it started off half a century ago, 50 years ago, with the establishment of uh, preservation of monuments board. PMB uh, back in 1971. So back then it is a statutory board under the Ministry of National Development, MND, and the board is responsible for identifying monuments worthy of preservation. So by 1973, uh, the first eight monuments were placed under the protection of the board. So the choice to protect these eight buildings was deliberate in order to protect these structures under immense pressure from development during that period of time. So these eight buildings also represent very different and also important parts of Singapore's uh, religious and also cultural history. So uh, up to 80s and the 90s, the list of monuments eventually expanded to include a more a larger variety of buildings, including education institutions, uh, museums, hotels, public commercial buildings, and so on. So all of these are nationally significant buildings that convey a sense of identity to the variety of communities in Singapore. So later on in 2009, PMB then became a division under National Heritage Board or NHB. So at the same time, its role also expanded to include outreach objectives. Uh, this is to promote uh, renewed appreciation and also understanding of national monuments and also their history, and basically to encourage more people to relate to them, not just as buildings, but also as sites of memory that convey a sense of place and belonging. So later on in 2013, PMB became a preservation of sites and monuments, PSM as we know today. So this laid also the groundwork for the successful induction of uh, SBG, uh, the Singapore Botanic Gardens then, uh, as the UNESCO World Heritage Site in 2015. So the nomination bid is a joint effort by NHB and also by NPARCS. And recently we are very grateful um, and also uh, happy to 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 see that in November 2021, uh, we have the Amendment Bill of Preservation of Monuments Act passed, and this allows PSM to have the authority to recommend not just buildings and physical structures for preservation, but also to expand and include sites that commemorate uh, Singapore's heritage. So uh, in two, uh, I think next year, if everything goes well, we'll be looking forward towards the preservation of Padang as well as our first site. Yeah. Right. That's, that's actually very exciting. Yeah. Milestone. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but I'm going to focus a bit more um, th- in this conversation, right, about uh, buildings because you know it, we we sure. were inspired to to have this conversation uh, because mm-hmm. of the recent tranche of the National Monuments Fund, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe b- before we get to that, let's talk about the preserving the buildings. I mean, from in mm-hmm. from the point of view of a very pragmatic, practical side, right? Or some some of us uh, it, it may say that oh look, you know, Singapore is so land scarce, right? And then plus mm-hmm. preserving these buildings, it's very cost intensive, it's labor intensive. So why is it so, so important? I know you mentioned some reasons why, yeah. but could you go a bit deeper into why it's important for Singapore and for Singaporeans uh, to preserve these buildings? From our point of view, we do see that restoration and also maintenance works are not easy. We understand that. But we think that these are important because of the significance behind these monuments, behind these buildings. So these are not just structures or you know nice, fancy buildings that you take photo at itself, but they're also tangible evidence of how diverse communities in our country celebrate our cultures. And many of these sites also uh, continue to serve as public places of interest and also stand as iconic landmarks for our built heritage. So we do look at uh, the works carried out on our national monuments as um, actually an investment to strengthen them as a heritage asset and also sources of pride for communities, not just today, but also for generations to come. And uh, over the years also, we try to encourage our monument stakeholders to carry out good uh, and regular maintenance and works so that uh, we do understand that it is expensive, but then it, it, you can see this as some sort of investment to to prevent you know any issues, any defects from further deterioration, and then also to prevent them from snowballing into something more expensive that you need to do down the road. So ultimately, I think um, that there's a tangible um, return from all this investment that we do on these national monuments. Right. Now, and and I think that when you talk about, you know, maintaining, obviously, you know, the funds are important. And and Mm -hmm. seven years after um, the National Monuments Fund was launched in 2008, a new maintenance fund was introduced to cover um, more scope, right? Mm -hmm. So does that have to do with what you just said earlier? How much of it, you know, uh, has been already explained in a sense? Yeah, you're right to say that, you know, uh, the National Monuments Fund, or NMF as we call it, continues to grow and evolve over the years. And I think the the objective of the grant is to better serve the changing needs of our monuments and also our stakeholders themselves. So based on feedback from our stakeholders, a new category, as you mentioned earlier, Maintenance Fund, was introduced in 2015 in response to the feedback from stakeholders. And then the the, the main objective, as as you can literally, it means to to cover and to support regular maintenance works for our monuments. So this provides assistance for them to try to identify and also diagnose certain issues that we commonly see among aging buildings early on. And this is to prevent uh, subsequent expensive restoration works down the road. So over the years, the maintenance fund also expanded uh, to include more qualifying works. So for example, a new addition this year is one of the necessary measures to provide basic protection of monuments from lightning or fire risk. So such eligible works are aligned. uh, We are trying to align our monuments towards the latest safety standards, uh, fire safety standards as regulated by authorities such as uh, Singapore Civil Defence Force or SDF as well. So we are trying to, um, you know, to hear out from our stakeholders more and then eventually I think our maintenance fund can be expanded to cover more and more things that that, um, stakeholders deal with on a day-to-day basis. 
Mm, well, two-thirds uh, of the eligible uh, national monuments uh, are going to be receiving funding, um, you know, in, in these two years, right, 2020 and 2021. So can you help out put into perspective for us um, how many such monuments are there in Singapore and, and you know, how can they use the funding? So uh, back to what I said earlier uh, about the, the milestones of preservation in Singapore. So since the Preservation of Monuments Act was enacted in 1971, a total of 73 national monuments have been gazetted in Singapore. So these monuments are sites uh, that are accorded with the highest level of protection. So um, out of these 73 national monuments, uh, 31 of them are non-profit or community religious monuments and they qualify for the National Monuments Front that, uh, Fund, NMF, that we were talking about earlier. So um, this, um, we, the, the, the objective of this grant uh, or this fund is to support monument owners with limited resources so that they can be quickly mobilized to arrest urgent uh, restoration needs and also maintenance works uh, uh, dealt with in our national monuments. So we believe that this funding is essential to prevent further degradation of the monuments as well. And it is a co-funding scheme where we provide support to the stakeholders and we encourage stakeholders to have shared responsibility and ownership to the works that do, they carry out as well. And as I said earlier, we also work closely with our stakeholders to identify areas that requires urgent works and also uh, maintenance grant as well. Then we can try to tailor to their needs as much as possible because we understand that each monument also have their very different needs based on very different architectural styles and also history of the building itself. Mm. So let me get this right. Once an, a building uh, has been gazetted as a national monument, they mm -hmm. would need to submit uh, themselves perhaps to the recommendations uh, or, and, and rules and regulations uh, set by perhaps NHB on, for example, sec uh, the safety of the building. Is that is that right? Can, can a, yeah, can, you're right yeah. to say that. And so, uh, I think I can also share with you that every monument has a set of uh, guidelines. We call it preservation guidelines. Oh. So these are a set of uh, guidelines and documents tailored to each and every one of them and then this would uh, all this uh, this guideline itself will guide any future restoration works and also repair works maintenance works of each monument because we understand that none of these monuments uh, are the same exactly each of them have different architectural styles history material use over the years and so so we have this guideline that guides uh, future works towards these uh, monuments yeah and they are compelled to to be cooperative right yeah, but we do want to uh, uh, send up appreciation to our stakeholders as well because we do receive uh, usually good cooperation from them to carry out um, uh, whatever works that needs to be done on uh, our monuments mm. to make sure they are in good okay. condition. Okay, I'm curious, actually, which is the oldest monument in Singapore? And then in that 73, right, which is the youngest? Oh, uh, let's start with the oldest first. Uh, the former Parliament House, or today we know as the Art House, is likely, from what we know, as the oldest surviving building in Singapore and also the oldest surviving monument. And uh, part of the building actually dates back to 1827 when it was first built as the residence for John Maxwell. So um, 
I like a lot of us are familiar with the art house, the building, as a testimonial to Singapore's colonial history. And also, we, as far as our research show, the, the building also underwent several rounds of addition uh, between 1875 and 1955 uh, to, to what we can see as the building from today. And then the youngest on our record would be at the Chitaya Temple or Sri Tandayutapani Temple on Tank Road. Uh, the, the, the structure itself was rebuilt in 1980 on the same site itself, and um, that would be considered, I think, the youngest monument structure. Mm. Do you have a personal favourite? Um, I think each monument has their own uniqueness and all that, so I don't think I have any favourite, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I think each monument itself is special in its own kind, so yeah, I, I, I have to say I don't have any favourite. Okay. Well, I think aside from, well, NHB doing its part, the government uh, doing its part, and the owners and occupiers, you know, also um, providing all the cooperation and, and doing that maintenance, etc. Um, what about us, the rest of us, right, as members of the public? How can we play a role in helping to preserve somehow, you know, the monuments or support the preservation of these buildings? So we do hope that members of public uh, who appreciate the monuments as yourself will support it in, in many ways, however you may. And then, for example, I think one easy way is perhaps to help keep some of our monuments clean, especially the monuments on, on a park setting, such as our Esplanade Park monuments, uh, Civilian War Memorial. So, you know, a lot of these monuments also continue to have uh, programs, activities, and we hope that members of public can continue to support them, to participate in them actively, to ensure that our monument re uh, remain relevant in, in, the, in, in present days and also in future. For some of these monuments, there's also a complementary tax exemption scheme uh, for eligible monuments. This provides uh, tax exemptions for donations towards the restoration also and also the maintenance of this monument. So there's this scheme that perhaps the members of the public can contribute towards. So ultimately, I think in NHB, we are grateful for every community partnership in caring for these important landmarks, uh, which continue to serve as you know iconic statues for a lot of our communities in Singapore. Mm, yeah, and I suppose if, if all that sounds still very complex for some of us, you know, just as simple as when you visit these monuments, just don't litter, you know, take care of, you know, when you don't touch Definitely, anyhow, touch yeah. things and all that, right? With don't unclean hands and all that. Yeah, and, and just take yep. care of that, like, you know, you're, you're treating uh, your, your own house, how you might treat your own house. Well, PC1, Definitely. thank you very much for, for your time with us. Thank you for, for helping to preserve uh, you know, Singapore's history uh, and in, in that way, you know, uh, build a better foundation for, for our future. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Melissa. It's been great Thank talking you. to you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> well, I've been speaking with uh, the National Heritage Board's uh, Wan Pao Chuan, Architectural Consultant for Preservation of Sites and Monuments. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Singapore's journey in preservation, there's also a commemorative exhibition taking place at the National Museum of Singapore because, well, you know, as we've mentioned, this year marks 50 years of preserving Singapore's national sites and monuments. The exhibition, called PSM 50, Celebrating the Golden Jubilee of Singapore's Preservation Journey, features a selection of Singapore's most memorable preservation projects, including the former Tanjong Park. Railway Station. The exhibition's open till the 2nd of January, so that's an idea for you to uh, do something this weekend. <laughs> I'm Melissa Kia for the Workday Afternoon Solar Business. You are with Money FM 89.3.
To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.